You're listening to Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Tuesday, November 6th. Election Day. It is Election Day, and I am all about the gospel of this doctrine of election. That's not what you're talking about, That is, is not what I'm talking about. There's not much gospel in the election <laughs> the that you're talking kingdom. about. <laughs> the other realm, huh? Yeah. The other realm. Not nearly as much gospel there. No, but that's all right. Well, let's focus on the gospel one. I'm good God with that. God chose you in Christ Jesus. Thanks be to God for that. Amen. So you already did your civic duty. I did. I stood in line for a while. Mine it was cold, let me tell you. <laughs> will be later in the day when I'm done here, so... Uh, be prepared for lines. There were helicopters above us, so we probably made the news at some point. It was fun. <laughs> the little dot in the Yeah, look, there's picture. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little dot. It is Tuesday, November 6th. We start something fun today. Uh, we do. New series. Two new series. One that actually continues on Tuesdays. <laughs> oh, when I said series, guess what my phone did? Yeah, it woke up. Oh, that's hilarious. I thought I was talking to her. Uh, it is a serious. <laughs> let's see. So uh, first up, we're talking about worker wellness and uh, church you know, ministry families, mm-hmm. those who serve the churches and wellness for them, a series that um, kind of follows a pattern. It's on Tuesdays. It's a free oh, pattern. It's a free pattern, free, <laughs> free association. And uh, so that's with our good friend, Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. And we also start a series on... How do you listen to a sermon? I was thinking about this on Sunday. Yes, what were you thinking? About how I should be listening. How you should be listening to the sermon (laughs) instead of thinking about a million other things. Sorry, Pastor. How you should be tweeting. Uh, So that's with Pastor (laughs) Phil Hoppe. That's coming up in the second half. Joining us today, Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, licensed clinical social worker and uh, one of our favorite guests to help us uh, talk about well-being, particularly when it comes to church work families. So Heidi, so glad to have you with us today. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And we are, you know, rounding up to a pretty big holiday season. And so I chose this topic today, I think, with you, Andy, with care, because we're very aware that while the holidays are awesome and joyous and such a gift from God, they can also have, you know, some weight to them, I would say. And um, NAMI actually identifies, and there's a link in the show notes of the Ministry Talks episode for this particular topic, that 64% of people polled identified that they struggle with loneliness at the holidays. And, you know, by holidays, we obviously mean kind of like Thanksgiving, Christmas, but I wonder how true that is for other seasons too, when there's a special event and stuff. And so I, I think our worker families are certainly affected also. How are the holidays different uh, for church worker families than than the rest of us? Yeah, I think I'm always really cautious when I talk about church work families because so much of this overlaps to just Mm -hmm. life, you know, it just is the way it is. And, and you know, Sarah, because you kind of live in that realm where you, um, you know, you're, you're a church musician, correct? And so you participate a lot in your own congregation, but you don't like work for that congregation and stuff. Um, but then you also have the whole international center going, you know, but, but to some degree, I think you see yourself as a a person that, um, happens to work in the church. And so there's a lot of dynamics going on. And so we want to be aware that a lot of this is just the way life is, you know, holidays can be hard. A lot of people live away from their families, which is one of the major church work differences, quote unquote, I would say, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, a lot of people live away from their families now. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there is a sensitivity, I think, to 
to church work families that we can have because where a lot of people in congregations are able to maybe uh, go see their family uh, in the same town or the next town over, church work life, that's very commonly not what is happening. You know, very often you're called away from your family. Um, it's at least a couple hours away. Also, there's it's a busy season, mm-hmm. like quote unquote <laughs> holidays, especially the holidays that are, you know, festival holidays that we celebrate, particularly in the church at the, the big ones, you know, Christmas and Easter, even Thanksgiving, we often have services for. And so workers are doing their worker thing, you mm-hmm. know, and, and that can be, um, it can be awesome. I don't want that part of it to to be ignored. Like we're going to talk about the joys of it, especially in this ministry talks video. But at the same time, it can be challenging. And I think we just need to recognize the challenge to keep ourselves healthy and to maybe reach out to our workers and our congregations and say, hey, would you like to come over for our family celebration or just including them can make a big impact because who knows, you know, just like the elderly person that's lonely, that may not have a place to go, that also might be true for our workers and their families. I'm very grateful for the families that that showed that that grace and that hospitality to me, um, especially when I was uh, you know a, a single guy serving in mm-hmm. on internship and uh, mm-hmm. and other places uh, you know in parishes where I've served when I was a a single young man. There were there was always at least one family that um, that that said, "Hey, would you like to come over?" for, you know, Easter lunch with us mm-hmm. uh, after services um, or, you know, even uh, and Thanksgiving and, and all those other holidays as well, because they they recognize that, yeah, he's a guy. He's probably not going to be celebrating a whole Thanksgiving meal by himself at home. <laughs> so they were always very gracious. And that made a big difference for me in uh, in those settings in the parish. So the, um, you know, being apart from family can certainly be one source of of tension during the holidays. Mm -hmm. What are some other potential sources of tension during the holidays? Yeah, I think the weight of holidays that we put on, the weight we put on holidays in our current culture in America, at least. And, you know, I haven't done a lot of research into other cultures. So if we have some people listening from other cultures that can share some insight, I would love to hear it. But you know, when we were in Haiti, there wasn't quite the weight to to Christmas that there was in America. Like we have these visions in our head of what it will be. And so we build up these expectations, whether we know it or not, you know, a lot of it's very subconscious. Um, and we have expectations built from the way it was when we were growing up and our family of origin. And when that doesn't come to fruition, um, we can find ourselves um, kind of irritable or, um, you know, lonely and stressed. And we may not even really realize and connect the dots. And so I think understanding, you know, my husband, Dave, had a sermon recently about all these kind of silly holidays we have in America now, like um, National Chocolate Day. Like, Mm. it's fun. (laughs) You know, they're great, right? Uh, But at the same time, like, we just, it it creates these expectations for every day to just be amazing and awesome that we can't hold and you can't celebrate every holiday, you know, and in the same way, um, every, every New Year's Eve can't be like the way we build it in our head. And so knowing that Christ, 
you know, is the purpose for our lives having that eternal perspective on this thing too? Like what we are really celebrating, you know, (laughs) Jesus is the reason, like sometimes we need to repeat that to ourselves. Uh, This is what matters. You know, as as long as this is about Jesus, that's what matters. And, And that sounds maybe a little law oriented, but I think we can get caught up in um, our own expectations and then the expectations maybe our family has of us can be really hard um, and the expectations of just the world you know we live in it it's just the way it is yeah yeah and talking about um, these expectations and being so busy and having and having uh, all of these um, obligations and things and and church service extra church services extra choir rehearsals for our family um, extra music rehearsals um, how do how do different personality types and being an extrovert or an introvert how does that all play into it um, especially for for us introverts uh, having to be um, on all the time how how does that all play into it yeah one thing I actually talk about in the video is allowing yourself the ability to say yes to the invitation and also say no to the invitation mm-hmm. you know I think both those things are equally important uh, I think about Easter in particular. And since I happen to be married to a pastor, he wants to do zero after Easter Mm -hmm. services. And like, I actually keep our meals very low key and there's a lot of snacks involved. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we try to be healthy, but you know, we pull out the prepackaged kind of things and stuff (laughs) because he's tired. Um, And I think knowing where you're at, and then also this is important, knowing where if you are married, your spouse is kind of at and your kids are at too, if you have, you know, a nuclear family unit in your house, because um, they might be on a different plane field with this, you know, in our research in worker wellness, we found that a lot of times uh, commissioned worker spouses in particular, so non-ordained, you know, Lutheran teachers and deaconesses, DCEs, DCOs, all those different things, their spouses felt a lot differently about ministry than they did. Um, And so that's kind of something we want to address and look at and see where we're at. But it's very easy to be like, well, I feel this. So obviously my spouse wants to go hang out with people that invited us over, you know, or vice versa. And so just being aware of where you're all at and having those conversations, I think is a really powerful thing. Being invited, you know, for those people listening that are members of churches, being invited is always number one at the top of the list that I hear from workers of things they desire. You know, they might say no and allow them the freedom to say no, but just like the rest of us, being invited is huge in life and being welcomed in and feeling like part of the body of Christ and that family that we are in the body. We only have like (laughs) half a minute, but... Loneliness is also isolation and loneliness is another issue that that some may face during the holidays, whether church worker or not. Um, sometimes we, we try to um, disregard that and think that it's not necessarily real, that we're just making it up. True or not true? I, it's definitely a thing. I mean, it's been well researched. Like I said, Andy and Sarah, I'll throw you over that link from the National Alliance for Mental Illness from NAMI that talks about things people can do to really combat that loneliness and engage, even if you are an introvert, even if you are someone who needs more downtime, just being aware of where you're at and knowing that Christ fills, you know, in the Psalms, it says he sets people in homes. And that's a beautiful gift that he gives us. He He is our home. Thanks be to God for all that he has given us in Christ Jesus. Deaconess Heidi Gaiman, licensed clinical social worker, and uh, lots of great stuff with uh, worker wellness and uh, lcms.org slash wellness. I love myshepherd.com. Thanks so much, Heidi. 
Thanks for having me. I'll see you next time. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find them at cuw.edu.